Hello and welcome to the Shekilola Salami Show. I'm your host, Shekilola Salami. Oh, I know it's been a while since I've been available. It's just been really, really hectic the last few days. Um, but I'm back now and, you know, welcome to your regular schedules. Hopefully I, I won't have any reason to disappear again. Um, and I see that we've got someone new today. Who have I got here with me? Hello. I'm Kevin Coolidge um, from uh, Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. How are you doing today? I'm good, and I'm just feeling really exhausted. I feel like I should be having a nap now. It's going on 4 o'clock. The little human, she's at nursery. She's just started nursery. So it's kind of like, wow, peace and quiet. Is this what silence is? Is this my life before little human came? So I'm like, should I go and catch up on some sleep, or should I go and do something else? But I'm all right, all the same. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. I'm I'm. It's uh, it's almost eleven a.m. here in the states, so I'm I am awake, but no nap never hurts. I do miss the days where I I got to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do? Okay. Well, I'm I'm a I work in a bookstore. I'm a part owner of a bookstore. I own, I operate for my shelf books and gifts in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, with my wife Casey Cox Coolidge, and I'm also a children's author. I am the creator of the Totally Ninja Raccoons. The what Ninja Raccoons? The Totally Ninja Raccoons. What's that about? Obviously, I know there's ninjas, but... Ninjas. <laughs> the Totally Ninja Raccoons are about a group of raccoon brothers who decided to become ninjas because they already have the mask. Oh. Sounds interesting. It's I, I'm really loving this series. I, I, I always say I, I'm the I'm the author and then my friend of mine is the illustrator. So we joke that it's it's for kids by kids. We just happen to be kids with with gray hair and balding spots. <laughs> oh no, that that sounds amazing. Okay, and when did you release this book? Um actually we I had the idea like no the the origins of stories, um they they and they can gel for a long time. So actually, I had this idea several years ago, and my friend he, you know, he he did some concept art because he's the he's the uh, he's the he's the brilliant artist. I'm the author, and I had this idea, uh, like because because I love cats and I love raccoons. And my joke is with cats. Cats want to take over the world. You you know yeah. that, right? Yes, they do. I mean, I love cats, but I know they're plotting my demise. <laughs> and, and but of course cats sleep a lot they sleep like 18 hours a day so they don't want to do the work so mm -hmm. who would they get to do the work for them well dogs dogs already have a job and monkeys yeah. monkeys make too much money well, monkeys want too much money to do it and possums i mean possums don't understand the question so raccoons i mean raccoons already have the mask so they're perfect so the origin of this was that cats wanted to hire raccoons to do the dirty work. Okay? Yeah. And so, and then the or, the origin story, the origin story of the raccoons is the totally ninja raccoons meet Bigfoot. That's their that's the first in the series. It's a children's series, um, mostly for reluctant readers like sunk at the fourth grade level. But in this series, the raccoons are going through their favorite, um, their favorite restaurant, which of course, in rural Pennsylvania, happens to be the trash cans. Mm -hmm. so, so a guy comes out, shakes his broom at him and goes, what are you doing? Like, you little bandits, you thieves, get out of my garbage. And then the raccoon's like, you know, this this garbage was was you no know, free trade. It's like you threw it away. 
Uh, we're, and we're not bandits. We're, we're, we have the mask. So we're, we're going to choose to be ninjas. So like, a, a positive message with this is like you get to choose your own path. So they choose to become ninjas. And what do you do once you have, you know, you have, you're a ninja? Yeah. But you need a ninja job, right? Yes. Of course. So in this, what they do is like Gypsy, who is a cat in this book, and she happens to be my our, my cat at home. No, she's uh, because yeah. <laughs> like I always you know the one of the rules of writing is you write what you know. Well, I write where I know, and I make the rest up. So Gypsy, who is the cat, she puts an ad in the paper looking for people to do her dirty work for. Her. And the nin and the ninja raccoons answer the ad, and Gypsy wants them to capture Bigfoot so that she can use his powers of stealth and invisibility and her you know and her to take over the world and that kind of sets up yeah. the whole series but of course Ooh. she's a cat so she ends up i don't want to give too many spoilers but she's a cat so she kind of double crosses the raccoons so the series ah. so the series is basically um the cat board and versus the ninja raccoons have you have you heard of the cat board no oh, well it's a it's a secret organization so i'm not surprised but the cat board <laughs> The, the cat board is this international organization of cats who are plotting to take over the world. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So now that's all sounds in your world. And I'm going to assume that your books are available in your bookstore. The books are available in the books in my bookstore. I mean, they're, they're available wherever books are. And uh, so of course, like they're actually available no, I'm here in the States, but they are available in the UK as well. You can go into Waterstones and, and order one if they're not stocking it. All right. Okay, cool. So what I'm quite interested in is knowing, right? So as a bookstore owner, I'm guessing you're an independent bookstore owner and you're not part of a major franchise. What goes through your mind? So when the new book comes out, what goes, I mean, every year new books comes out, come out anyway. So yeah, yeah, books come out every mind? Yeah, new um, books come out like every week. So it's like, it's no, it's no, no one person or we have, we have several people working here. We have about four or five different people working here and it's yeah. like, it's impossible to keep up. So what goes up through our mind when a new one comes out? Well, our, our store is, is organic. So we have, we stock a lot of the books. I mean, everybody who, who works here is, is a rabid reader. I mean, they, they love reading. So when the first thing we do is we see if it's a book that we're interested in it ourselves. So, uh -huh. so because so if we know that we, if we love the book, we know we can sell the book. Cause you know how, I mean, you know how you like, do you know how like you love a book so much that you just have to tell somebody about it? Yes. Yes. Well, that's, that's part of our job. So of course we sell books that we, we really love. So that's, oh. that's one of the first things that we look for. And then, and then our bookstore is what I call organic. I mean, it's, I see it almost as a living entity because what happens is it responds to the needs of the community. So for example, like no, no one person or even four or five people can keep up with everything that's coming out out there. So when our yeah. customers come in and they ask, oh, do you have the latest book by Bill Riley? Do you have the latest book by, you know, Max Hawthorne? What we do is, we say, oh, well, we can custom order it. And then we can kind of see a lot of times let us know 
what their interest is. And then if several people ask for a book, we'll start stocking that book or else it puts us on, it puts it on our radar because I'm one of my loves as a, as a bibliophile is science fiction and fantasy. But yeah. there's so much out there that actually one of my customers put me on to, uh, um, put me on to a new series that is actually, um, he's actually a British author and, and like once I read the series, and I love the series so much that I I start hand what what we call hand selling. I start telling people about it because, you know, I love the series. Hmm. Interesting. Do you stock any self-published books, or do you wait for people to recommend it first, or after you've read it? We we do actually. Um, it's the same way. I actually discovered a couple self-published authors who actually ended up getting picked up because I helped a a friend of mine who who was a Vietnam vet, I helped him publish his book of short stories that was that were self-published. And I found a book called Monster Hunter International, which was being sold by the same company. Yeah. And, and I, I looked at the synopsis and I was like, that sounds like a fun book. I think I'll get that for myself because of course, being a, you know, being a passionate reader myself, I'm always looking for you know, my next great read myself. And I said, boy, that's like, and I, I, you know, when it came, I read it and like, no, somebody should have published this book. And I yeah. started, I started hand sawing it out of the store. And when I went to reorder my friend's book, um, I went to order more of, of a, like Monster Hunter International. And I'm like, it's, I couldn't get any more. I'm like, what's, what's up? So I actually found, I tracked down the author and called him and he said, well, I got picked up by Bain books. So, um, so it's like the problem with self-publishing is there's just there's so so much, but that's the problem with all books. So I mean, we do carry several self-published by local authors, but we also that was a book that you no know, Larry actually lives out in Nevada, which is halfway across the states. So I mean, yeah. um, so yeah, it's the like if there's a book that I think is good, um, I'll sell it if I think somebody wants to buy it or I love it myself. Hmm. Interesting. So what about book covers? What do you think about book covers? Book covers, it's, you know, you hear all the time, don't judge a book by its cover, but people judge a book by its cover. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just human nature. I mean, a great cover will, will make you pick up a book. So I, one of the things, one of the biggest problems I see with self-published books is a lot of the covers look like self-published books. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but then there are a few authors who I think are also making the effort and investing, um, you know, in their work that you know there is next to no difference between their book covers and that that's been done by major uh, publishing houses. Um, so, do you ever hold um, book events? We do hold book events. Uh, we hold book events. Um, usually, at least one or two, like one or two a month. So oh, okay. We, yeah. So like we have we host authors. Um we uh we actually have a what's called Wellsboro Book Fest, which is we hold that in October, November of every year. The, this year coming up is actually our ninth. We've been in a book okay. and what that is, that is actually uh it's a it's a large used book sale with the benefits going to our local school system. Okay. And, and we host local and regional authors. So, for example, a lot of times with uh, with self-published authors, it's not like it's it's very hard to break into the publishing world. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. Look look at look how hard J.K. Rowling had. I mean, and people love her series. 
but she yeah. had a hard time when she started. So just yeah. because you're self-published doesn't mean the book's not good. Sometimes all you need is an outlet. So yeah. our book fest, um, we hold, um, you know, it's for local and regional authors, many of which are self-published. And we use the used bookstore to attract people. And then that's a, it's a mark, it's an outlet for um, smaller authors to, to meet people and to uh, get their book out there. Because you know, even if your book is good, you, you're going to have to promote it yourself. Even if you're picked up by a, a larger press, most, most uh, authors have to promote themselves to a certain degree. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, so now I think a lot of authors, especially some authors who are starting out, they tend to think that if they put their books um, or make their books available on Amazon, that's you know that's that's all they need to do. So as a bookstore owner, where do you normally buy your books from? Like where do I buy my books from? Yeah, like the books you stock in your in your, in your bookstore. Where do you buy them from? Oh, I I buy mine from from Ingram. Ingram is one of the largest wholesalers of books in the world, and that's my yeah. main source for for books. Okay, right. So if it's not on Ingram, you're very unlikely to stock it. I'm less likely to buy. I mean, we're 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 a pretty small store, so like Ingram has a little bit of everything. So I do a lot of my ordering from there. But some of our local authors, I will sometimes buy some of their books from them. Um, I do use a couple small presses, like uh, Stackpole is a small Pennsylvania press that specializes in outdoor outdoor activities. So I do you know I do buy some from some smaller sources, but I get like probably ninety percent of my books I get from Ingram. So that's one of the important things too that to mention. If if, if the goal of an author is to get into a bookstore, um, do not use Create Space. Um, that's a yeah. subsidiary of Amazon. Yeah, and no, I, I I don't know if a lot of people people don't might not realize it, but like Amazon is is really terrible for bookstores. Mm, mm. So like so like um, I like so and of course we get we get like we get approached by by smaller authors several times. So if you ever want to get your book in a bookstore, one of the things to make sure is not, don't mention don't mention Amazon. Cause it's uh, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a tough, you know, retail is a tough business. And I know as, since I am also an author myself, I mean, my books are available on Amazon. Um, I try to sell them myself and you no, know, of course, as an author, you want to make your books as available as possible. And that's, that's fine. But it's one of those things that when you're crafting an email or you're crafting a letter to a bookstore, that's something that you want to make sure not to mention I mean, they know that you, that everything is available. I mean, even if I didn't want to sell my books on Amazon, they get uploaded there. I mean, that's no, that's just the way the landscape is today. But you want to like, you want to make sure that you're that you're trying to attend to the needs of the of the bookstore as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, out of interest, though, and this is just out of interest, I know that on Twitter there's been a few conversations where people are campaigning for more diversity in books, um, especially children's books. Um, so do you take that into consideration or does your, we, we do do your clients come in, they're not really interested? Where, 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 where are you standing? It's, it's, a, it's a mixed bag. Cause like I do, cause with readers, like I always 
I always was into diversity because one of the nice things about reading is that they've done studies that show that reading helped make a person more compassionate. Because when yeah. you read, when you read, you no, know, you can put yourself into the the protagonist, you know, into their mind. So it, it's a way of learning about other people. You no, know, it's. I remember actually, when I was in fifth grade, um, I read a book. Part of it was because I was a little rebellious and all this. Him is, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. And it's a book for, for for girls. And yeah, I'm like, but I'm like, I read it actually. Uh, a, a female friend of mine said, "You can't read that. That's for girls." So, I, so I read it, but now that's between <laughs> the mindset of a you no know, of a of a girl going through, going through some you no know, going through the changes of life, and so I always encourage. And we do have s- several books that are are diverse. Now, I I also respond to to my to my customers, and I do live in rural Pennsylvania. It is probably 95, 98% white. So it's, I do have several of those books, but it's not the majority of my, of my, of my books. Yeah. But we do, we do, we do attend that. And I do, I encourage people to read broadly across the spectrum. Oh, cool. Cool. So if you, so let's say the listeners is there, because again, majority of the people who listen there in America, which I feel very, very honored that people in America do like listening to my show, in fact, all over the world. So what would you say about people who are in America who want to come to America? Do they make your store a place to stop by? Well, actually, it's an inter- it's interesting. It's like, because our bookstore has a little bit of everything and it's, but it's, I, I believe that you know, readers have a certain bond. So like, I know whenever I'm out somewhere and actually uh, I went to an author's event this past weekend and after the event, me and my wife went to a bookstore because yeah. we love bookstores. So there's something that this whole bibliophiles together and actually an interesting story. I mean, we live in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, which is very rural and we're not very close to anything large as a city or anything. And actually we had several years ago, we had a um, a Brit who come to who visited Wellsboro. You no, know, we actually even though Wellsboro is not very metropolitan, we do have some uh, we do have inter- some international visitors here and there, and he became a fan of the bookstore. You know, so oh it's, wow! So it's it's great. You no, know, we can't we uh you know in this in this modern time with the internet. You no, know, he he was a fan of our Facebook page. Um, he still is a fan of our football of our Facebook page. He follows us, and you no, know, we can. Uh, no, he can remember his fond time and his fond time in Wellsboro. So, no. So, why should you come to my bookstore when you visit? Because, no, because bibliophiles have a bond. <laughs> so, I'm actually quite curious now. Um, it's all getting curiouser and curiouser. Rural. What sort of things do you have in your community as a whole? Uh, I'm thinking cattle. But then again, I know it's America. You guys probably have some—I don't know—fancy animals. Um, no, not very fancy, actually. So actually, um, I live in what's known as the Tyler County. So we do—we have counties in in the state, and actually, it's this is dairy country. So there's a lot of dairy farms. Okay. So actually, uh, no, I'm born. Like, there's farming in my family, and you no, know, we have a dairy farm that's been in the. It's been in the family since the pre-American Civil War, so it's like wow. we're on the fifth generation now. I think, yeah. 
Interesting. So what type of, and just because I'm interested, I've got an interest in animals and I'm totally digressing now because I'm supposed to be talking about books, but I can never sort of close my eyes and do not talk about animals and cattle whenever the opportunity presents itself. Um, so what type of dairy cattle do you guys have? Primarily uh, Holsteins. Now there are some Jerseys, uh, um, there are some Jerseys that are popular in the area, but the, most of the farmers here in, in Pennsylvania um, use the Holstein. Ooh, that's a nice. Yep, that's the nice thing about books too, because no matter what you're interested in, there's probably a book about it. I mean, we do have uh so there's there's several dairy farms in the area that have, that are have been here over a century. And of course, you no, know, that's a century is a lot for an America. I know in the in the UK, that's you know, a hundred years is you know you have a longer history than than the Americas, but yeah. <laughs> that's a long time for these parts. <laughs> so why did you guys settle for Holsteins? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I, I just know that that's the that seems to be the most popular cow in this dairy um dairy cow in this area. But I'm not really sure why why they chose the Holsteins over you know, some of the other dairy breeds. I'm just I'm just I'm just nosy as well. <laughs> oh no, that's a good that's a good question. That's one of the that's one of the things with uh no curiosity I think is also a common bond between bibliophiles. You know, it's like if there's something and it's like and it's one of my favorite things as a writer too is you know you're supposed to you know the common the common uh what's the word I'm looking for? The commonality is that you should write what you know, but I always say you should write what you want to know because yeah. if you can if you want to know more about something, you 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 explore that and you can write about it. So it's like know why why Holsteins over other dairy breeds is a is an excellent question and that's something that you know you can look up and and find out about and sometimes the answer is makes sense and sometimes it's like oh well that's interesting but it doesn't really make sense <laughs> yeah interesting well thank you so much it's definitely been quite enlightening having having a um just knowing go, what goes through the mind um, of a bookstore. Because so, when I did start, I mean, I do write books as well, but I haven't written for a good few months now. Um, and, you know, the first thing I did was release my book in Amazon. And it was sort of as I continued my journey that I realized, actually, Amazon isn't the be-all and end-all. You know, you need to explore. You need to widen your your horizon and your reach. And, you know, so hopefully any authors who, you know, who's listening, they would know that you know possibly they should go and consider Ingram's. Um, so other than Ingram, do you use any of the other distributors? Because I think there are others, but then I'm not quite familiar with all of them. I, I don't right now. There's uh, Baker and Taylor is also pretty big, and actually yeah. my book isn't available on Baker and Taylor, but I could go through the process to make it. So that's something I'm thinking about. But most I know in the states, most independent bookstores use Ingram. There are some that use both Ingram and Baker and Taylor. Um, some that just use Baker and Taylor. So that is something I'm I'm looking for. Um, one of my like as as an author, one of the best ways to promote yourself, I think, is from face to face. Now that can be yeah. hard because um, it's hard for me because I'm actually you know, being a writer. I do tend to be a little bit more on the introverted side. So yeah. So I, I it's not like I don't like people, but it tires me out a lot going out and. <laughs> Um, that interaction it can be tiring. It can be both inspiring, but it can be a bit tiring. But it's great to do a book event at a bookstore. Um, something that f works really well for me actually is. Uh, have you heard of comic cons? Yeah. 
comic cons I, i've done several comic cons and several of those have worked well for me okay no because it's a way of interacting with people and it's uh it's because it, there's so much there is so much out there today i mean one of the van one of the nice things like self-publishing um has come a long way in the last 10 or 11 years but yeah. but but human behavior hasn't changed so there's so much out there to choose from that you know, the best ways to make is still to make that human connection. Yeah. So give people a reason to check you out over the competition. Right. Yes. Fabulous. Fabulous. Well, any last words of wisdom or fancy things to say before we say goodbye? Not really anything fancy. Um, I'm going to actually leave with some of the best, what, what I consider the best piece of advice um, that an author gave me is if you're writing, just finish something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be good. It's a first draft of anything. It always leads something to be desired. But if you want to be writing, um, just go ahead and finish it. You can always you can always go back and change it. Yeah. Fabulous. Thank you very much. Oh, and do you have a website? I do have a website. Um, the website for our bookstore is very easy to remember. It's wellsboroughbookstore.com. And we're also very active on Facebook. If you want to follow us on Facebook, it's From My Shelf Books on Facebook. And we you know we'd love to hear from you. Perfect. And are you on Twitter by any chance? Um, I do like we're on Twitter. I don't remember my Twitter handle. I, I don't I don't really understand Twitter. <laughs> you know what? I've got the hang of Twitter. I've just noticed I've got a new Instagram account. And for the life of me, I feel like an old woman. I just cannot get a hang of Instagram. That's the one that seems to have conquered me. But I'm hoping soon enough I'll conquer Instagram. Yes. yes. But it's been an absolute pleasure having you around. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Sure. I, I enjoyed it very much. Right. Well, thank you very much. And speak to you again soon. Take care now. Take care. Bye. Bye.